Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. I'm about to save your holiday shopping list. I don't know about you, but I have a lot of kids on my list, whether it's my nieces and nephews or it's my best friend's kids. I don't just want to buy another toy that gets chucked in the corner. That's why I'm so excited about this sponsor. With a KiwiCo hands-on science and art project, you're going to give a gift that actually sparks curiosity and learning all year round. So I just sent a couple of KiwiCo's boxes to my friends, and it was so much fun to watch them and their kids put them together. So one of the things that they did was they made a Tiho. It's a fun game from ancient Colombia. And not only did they have so much fun putting it together and then playing it, but also learning about the culture. So this was so cool because I know that it created a moment and a lasting memory for their family. So deliver a gift of wonder to everyone on your holiday list this season with KiwiCo. And you're going to absolutely love watching their faces light up and how this is going to spark 
creativity, and curiosity. KiwiCo is redefining learning with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month's plus free shipping on any crate line with code Lori at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com promo code Lori. I like to do a million things. You know, I like to keep myself super, super busy. I'm passionate about everything. I'm constantly interested in things. So I want to learn, but this time has really taught me to slow down a bit and start to like, think about what I was doing that wasn't benefiting where my life was going to go. And so I'm really, really excited to get back out into the world and just try new things and be a different person. I'm excited. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so thrilled to introduce you to my guest today. Not only do I love following him on Instagram because he's so much fun, but he's also got this super deep side to him that I could just talk to him all day long. My guest today is Justin Anderson, and he's a native of Southern California. He grew up near the water surfing with his parents and siblings. His fascination with the way ocean water and the sun naturally lightened hair led to his interest in hair color as a profession. He apprenticed with leading blonde experts before his undeniable talent led to his own chair and Vogue anointing him a rising star of blonde Hollywood. His work with celebrities catapulted him to the top of Beverly Hills salon community and demand for Justin's services extended well beyond blondes. Today, Justin leads DP Hue in the development of products and educational content to enable people everywhere to best care for their color and keep their hair healthy. You guys, not only is he a genius businessman, but there's so many different levels, no pun intended, to this human being. And I think you're going to have so much fun just getting into the inner workings of his brain. So let's get started. Justin, I'm so excited that you are on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. I'm a new huge fan of yours. So I'm super, super (laughs) excited to be here today. And I'm glad that we found each other. Well, I've been following you for a little bit and I have to say like you are, you are literally just so much fun to follow because this podcast is all about just how can we be more our authentic selves and be unapologetic about it. And I think you've pretty much nailed that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to go, we're going to talk more about that. But first I just have to tell everybody who cannot see this 
right now, this audio, that his hair is just as good as like you see online. It's better. I literally... (laughs) No, I don't understand how you actually have that hair wave. Like, I don't know how that happens. (laughs) (laughs) It's all my products. It's DPU. I'll make that plug now. Um, But I am... I'm, I'm in the hair world. And since I was a little kid, I've had a fascination with hair. I mean, I was like the kindergartner who wouldn't go to school if my hair didn't look right. So I'm very into my hair. So thank you for saying that. That's amazing. And and that says so much just about like, I think the reason why you show up so real and so you is because you actually followed what was a huge passion and just like a curiosity and an interest, right? Like kindergarten being interested in hair and then making that your life. That's a pretty, like the things that I was interested in kindergarten are still essentially like I wanted to be a performer and I kind of feel like I get to do that now. So it's like intertwining those things, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I live my life by that. You know, a lot of people, when they ask me how I got into hair, it really was like my calling. I mean, I grew up in a huge Mormon family. My dad was in construction. All my uncles were in construction. So just Mm -hmm. lots of men around me. So the idea of like doing hair, I was afraid to tell everyone I wanted to do it. But since I was a little kid, I knew it. I was, I've always been obsessed with women's hair. Um, I'm, I'm obsessed with strong, confident, powerful women. And so mm-hmm. at an early age, I just loved watching like my mom get ready. And like when she had her hair done at a, in the salon or when she did it in the bathroom, I loved the confidence that came with it. So I've always just had this fascination with like beauty, hair, makeup. Um, and it definitely wasn't supposed to be what I do with the family that I came from, but it's what I'm supposed to. I, and I love it so much. And I feel like that's why I found success in it because It's what I'm supposed to be doing. I just found a very interesting topic that I want to go through in just a second. Just some of a little bit of your background, um, because I feel like we have a bit of a commonality there. So I'm going to dive in. Um, But first, I want to do some rapid fire so that people can get to know you right away. So rapid fire is extremely hard for me to answer because I'm long winded. So I'm going to let you do whatever you want to do. All right, I can what do you get really long winded too, so you got to cut me off. I mean, I can get <laughs> okay. and I feel like since we're in this lockdown, I mean, my job has always been one on one with women in the salon. I love like getting deep and talking, getting to know each other. So I might talk too much. So be like, hey, well then I'll- we'll just let this go. We're just nobody's telling us what to do. We can do whatever we want. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> so what are you most excited about right now? I am most excited about the future. I mean, as cheesy as that sounds, I think that right now is a time... I am grateful for this time. I'm grateful that life has slowed down a little bit. I'm sure that you can relate. I mm-hmm. you know, started looking into your life on Instagram and I really do relate to you a lot. I like to do a million things. You know, I like to keep myself super, super busy. I'm passionate about everything. I'm constantly interested in things. So I want to learn. But this time has really taught me to slow down a bit and start to like think about what I was doing that wasn't benefiting where my life was going to go. And so I'm really, really excited to get back out into the world and just try new things and be a different person. I'm excited. Yeah. I feel that like on a very deep level and truly like if you don't have a vision there, it's hard to be excited. Right. So love that. Okay. Next one. Best business advice. The best business advice is to honestly like Trust your gut. For me, it's been all about mm. trusting my gut. You know, any time that I've gone against something that my initial reaction was like, mm, I don't know if I should do that, it's always gone awry. But with that said, I learned from those situations. But now where I'm at, it's like I really do trust my gut, even down to things like social media. You know, like I don't overthink it, I don't overthink the way that I speak to the audience that follows me. 
I think that if I just speak from my heart, talk exactly like who I am, people respond. And that's what ends up uh, winning now. You know, there was this whole thing, like when we first started doing social media and Instagram, everything was like, people talk about be relatable or, you know, like, what do you want to put out to the world? And I think that's when people run into problems is when they try to create what they want people to see. And you just can't, you have to like, let all your guards down. Like that's what's winning now, right? Yes. And and I think that's the fastest way to connect. Like, and we only, especially now with social media, right? Like you only have a short amount of time to get someone's attention. And I think like the most, you're either going to hit with someone or you're not. So I love that. Okay. Favorite way to relax. Favorite way to relax. I mean, I'm going to be honest. It's uh, reality TV. I, (laughs) (laughs) I've got to turn on some good old fashioned housewives. And, um, for whatever reason that just sucks me in. And I, I had like my mom used to always when my mom would visit me in LA and I'd watch Housewives. She'd like she'd tear me. She's like, "Why are you watching that crap? What is it?" And I would have like this weird insecurity about watching reality TV. But the more I start thinking about it, since I was a kid, I loved the Real World. I loved Road Rules Challenge. Mm-hmm. And what I think it is for me is like I'm interested in people. Like I like to hear people's stories. I don't think that there should be any shame in liking <laughs> reality TV. Big Brother is one of my favorite shows of all time because you kind of get into people's minds. And you get to kind of see the way that they're thinking, the way they're uh, navigating their lives. I learn a lot from reality TV. Oh my God, yes. (laughs) There's something about people's stories that just really sucks me in. I have insane ADD. I don't take um, medication for it anymore. So I have to find these new ways to kind of like direct my energy into different areas. And I find that honestly, reality TV is the only thing that kind of slows me down completely. I can't read a book to save my life. I mean, I've got to do the audio books when I travel or when I'm driving in the car. So when I'm at home relaxing, TV. Oh, I love that. You heard it here first, guys. But not medical (laughs) advice, but close. So (laughs) yeah, I I love that. You know, same thing with reality TV for me, just as far as learning about people. Like I'm always like, oh, she's caught in a story there. Oh, that's a money story. Oh, (laughs) like, okay, Lori. Have you like that as a kid? Um, I remember watching, I was obsessed with real world, like the first couple of real worlds and just being like watching how all the personalities and seeing why certain people did not work and being like, why can't Puck just get along with everybody? Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, that's how you learn. And I feel like that's how we grow as people. I remember being a little kid and like, we'd go out to dinner as a family and I'd be the kid, there's four kids in my family. And I'd be the kid who was like, I'd watch every other table. I wanted to listen in on conversation. Mm. And my mom would always be like, mind your own business. Like stop like eavesdropping or whatever. But it was all, it's just like, people are fascinating to me. Yes. And I think that like, I never want to lose that also. Like I always want to be interested in people's stories. You know, I think mm. that like, when we stop doing that, it's like, we don't grow. Life isn't that mm-hmm. exciting. You know, my biggest fear yeah. in life is being a narcissist, probably because my dad's one. Mm-hmm. Not being interested mm-hmm. in other people, I think, is is scary. That's when you checked out. I think if you do hair and you have a podcast, you're super interested in other people, so you're good. Yeah, <laughs> it's like impossible to be like only talking about yourself. I can imagine, like every hairstylist I've ever gotten to is like the best listener ever. Like it's the most amazing. Thing. I mean, there okay. is part two, yeah. Um, and we'll dive into that as well. Cause I can, uh, that could be a whole podcast of, of itself, which you've done. So they can go and listen to that as well, which we'll, we'll plug later on too. So, um, worst experience doing hair. Oh, worst experience doing hair, uh, burning Katy Perry's hair off. Of her <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's, I mean, I'm going to tell you the truth. I mean, the reason that Katy Perry had that short pixie cut a year ago was because I burned it off of her head. <laughs> oh my God. 
I've worked, I've worked with every blonde yeah. celebrity in Hollywood, right? And Katie came to me at a time where she was transitioning from the super dark hair to blonde and somebody had already started the process. And she sat in my chair for the first time and I was very honest. I said, Katie, your hair can't handle this anymore. Like it's on the verge of breaking. It's disaster. We made the decision together. She said, I want you to just push it. I won't blame you for it, whatever. I went ahead and did it. And that's the time where I should have trusted my gut. You know, like yeah. I thought I was a badass. I could do anything. I'm like, we'll do this. We'll push it. Sure enough, put the color in her hair. It all broke off her head. She, uh, <laughs> she knew it wasn't my fault. She continued to come at me for a while, but that was the hardest part of my career in the last 10 years, for sure. I, I want to cry for you, even though that like you knew it was you know it like you know that's gonna happen oh i so understand that just because i went from like super dark hair to blonde hair and i made my stylist push it thankfully only half of it fell out but um (laughs) no it's a real thing you know and i pride myself on i really love the integrity of hair keeping it healthy you know i do a lot of bright bright blondes but i'm all about the health of the hair and i knew better but it was just the time in my life where i was like i'm gonna push it i'm gonna have fun with this i'm gonna make her platinum blonde it just, it wasn't in the cards. And I learned from yeah. that experience. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, it's something that now you're like, thank you for confirming my gut. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was that final, that final thing you needed, right? Yeah. Okay. Ultimate shoot for the moon, like dream for your life. Ultimate shoot for the moon dream for my life. I've said it since day one. You know, I think my biggest drive for success is I want to live on a compound with my favorite people. Uh, so that is what I'm striving for. I want to buy a big piece of land. You know, I don't live in Los Angeles anymore. I live in Nashville right now. And I want to have a big piece of land and live with all of my favorite people, or at least they all have a little house on that. So that's my <laughs> ultimate goal. That's what I want to get to. You literally just freaked me out. I have goosebumps. My husband and I were just talking to some of our friends and we were like, why the heck not? Like it is the perfect time to all like, just go somewhere and live and actually, because I think that's what happened with the rearranging of life right now, right? You realize what's important and what you want to do. And it, I don't know for you, but the theme that came through was like, I want to spend more time with people that I love and like less time, like networking, like shallowly, not in a, you know what I mean? Like not feeling fulfilled. Totally. And being like thoughtful with your time. I mean, so much of my life, you know, when I was doing salon, the salon world and doing 25 clients a day and working with all the celebrities that did, everything was about networking, you know, and whatever. But I have gotten to this place where I'm like, what makes me happy? I want to slow everything down a bit. And it took me moving to Nashville. I also do a lot of real estate stuff on the side, you know, doing hair, having my own hair care business, but then doing a lot of real estate. And right before the COVID lockdowns happened, I sold the last two places that I owned in LA. They were rental places. So I own nothing in LA now. And um, it was just, it, it was all meant to be, you know, it's like, I'm in the right spot now being here in Nashville. <laughs> yeah. That's, I love, love, love hearing that. It's it, sometimes the the hardest, craziest things bring about like the best change. In fact, most all times. Right. But yeah. Yeah. So for you, the biggest thing that's come out of this has been like just clarity. Is that it for you or, or what is it? Yeah, absolute clarity. And I really think, you know, um, being forced to just kind of slow everything down. You know, mm-hmm. I really was one of those people, you know, I looking into your stuff, you talk a lot about boundaries and I'm really big on boundaries. And I speak to all of my best girlfriends mm-hmm. about it and all the people in my life. But like, that's one thing that I've always had the hardest thing with, you know, I'm such a people pleaser. I think yeah. that's the reason that I did find so much success with doing hair. I mean, I would do hair 
I'd go to someone's house at midnight if they asked me to. I, would, I, I constantly worked seven days a week. I've worked myself into the ground, you know, where I, I, I didn't feel like I could go any further. And it took something like this to completely, completely slow me down, you know, yeah. up until probably about a year and a half, two years ago, I was doing both. I was doing all my clients, house calls, salon work, running the hair care business, doing my real estate stuff. And I was so afraid to stop doing the salon stuff because I thought that like a huge part of my identity would be gone. And it wasn't until like, I mean, in therapy, it was my therapist was like, you have to stop that part of your life to open up the other places. And um, it's all, it's all happening now, but I usually have to be forced to do it because I try to do it all. Oh my God. I love that. It goes back to that quote of sometimes you have to get rid of what is really good to make room for what's great. Like, but you have to have faith, right? That that great thing is going to come through. And for someone like you who does all of the things and kind of can do it, that can be one of the hardest things to let go of is to like slow down. So I asked this question to most all entrepreneurs who come on here, um, you, you know, cause there was a big wave of talking about like, Find balance, slow down. You know, this is uh, the great uh, a great way to be successful. Which I I think there's truth to that, but I don't I don't know if it's possible. And I'd love your take on it. Is it possible for people who are starting a business or in the beginning of business to be really balanced in the beginning, or do you have to kind of go to the extremes or have those like rocket ship like years, two years, three years, five years to really break through and find like massive success? I think that anybody who has found success with a business or whatever, wherever they're at, I think that it would be, um, it wouldn't be honest to say that you could really focus on boundaries. That's just my take on it. I think that I'm exactly where I am because I put in all those crazy hours and I said yes to so many things. You know, I remember people around me always saying, like, Justin, slow down a bit, like, say no to more things. But I think back to that time and had I said no to a lot of experiences that maybe people were like, oh, pass on that one or don't do that one, I wouldn't have got to the next step. So, But with that said, I think that we live in this world now because of social media that we all look at each other's successes and we want to get to that point. Not everyone is set up to be super, super successful. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think about all the time that I come from a family of four kids and out of the four kids, like I am the one that kind of has the entrepreneur gene, you know, like this, it comes natural to me. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm, I wake up and I'm like, how many things can I get done today? Like, where can I succeed? Where is there money to be made? You know, like I like money. I like success. Mm-hmm. I like being creative. And, um, I do think that you kind of, you have to work your ass off to get to that point. I don't know. I think it'd be so fake of me to sit here and be like, oh, absolutely. Set up boundaries for yourself and you'll find success. I don't think that it can happen a lot of times unless there's just this like extreme luck that happens, you know, but yeah. I don't think that's out there either. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think everybody that I've asked has said that. They're like, um, I don't think it's even possible because what happens in all of those yeses is, is it, I think it's the... F- saying yes to so many things and getting overwhelmed and going to the extreme is like the fast track to finding what works, right? Because you have to yeah. like find everything, try everything, you know, fry some people's hair off. Do, yeah. <laughs> tell you, like there's so many of those moments that you're like, I had to go there and, and like almost get so burnt out to know it was important to me. So totally. Yeah. So cool. Okay. So I want to know what is a question that you wish more people would ask you? Oh my gosh. Do you need help? <laughs> uh, I, you know, do you pay attention to the love languages at all? 
Yes, totally. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm really big on that. And I learned about that, you know, probably six years ago, I started paying more attention to that. And my uh, love language is um, acts of service. And I realized that like, I don't let people do enough for me. I like to do everything. I have a hard time asking for help. So Mm -hmm. I find that now at this point in my life, wherever I am, you know, how enlightened I am, I really gravitate towards people who kind of slow me down. They're like, Justin, do you need anything? What can I do for you? And um, Mm -hmm. I get so turned on by that now because I never used to be able to ask for that. I'd never let people do favors for me. Or when people would ask me, how are you doing? I would just be like, I'm fine. Everything's good. Like I've got it under control. How are you doing? I'd always turn it back on other people. So that's like, that's something I wish more people would, you know, to the outside world. I mean, you follow me on Instagram and I'm 100% authentically myself on there. But I think that the way that I am, people are, have always been my whole life. Like Justin's got it figured out. Justin's good at taking care of himself. Justin's got this, like whatever. Um, and I think that now as I'm getting older, I'm really attracted to friends and people in my life who will kind of like really take the time to be like, no, how are you? Like, are you cool? Do you need a little bit of help? Um, Mm. But I I feel like they're being authentic when they ask that and I can trust them. I want to thank my sponsor Indeed, not only because they're an amazing sponsor, but because I have been using them so much lately with all of the hiring in my new company. And you guys know that hiring is one of the most important things that you will do for the success of your business. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring and you only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there's no long-term contract. Now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at indeed.com slash happy. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to indeed.com slash happy. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. For people who are, you know, maybe like, wow, I really need to ask for what I need. Did you have to train people to ask you that now that you have that closer circle? Or was that something that just kind of came you think like the more authentic that you became or do you, do you speak your needs? Are you like, Hey, I need some help. It's a total combination. I think that again, you know, probably about the same time that I read the book, the love languages, Mm -hmm. I learned how to be vulnerable. And that was through Mm -hmm. therapy. I, I had the best therapist I've ever went to was probably six years ago. And she taught me that one of my biggest problems was being vulnerable. I didn't Mm -hmm. know how to say when I needed help, when I wasn't Mm -hmm. happy. And once I started being really vulnerable, like all of my friendships changed. A lot of people left my life that weren't supposed to be there and new people came into my life. I think that life is all about um, reinventing yourself and kind of like clearing out who's around you. You know, I still have best friends from kindergarten and all my you know, my best cousins are still my favorite cousins and whatnot. But I do believe in as you grow, the people around you need to kind of change. And there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that until I really learned that like, I needed to be vulnerable, needed mm-hmm. to ask for what I, what I wanted. 
So when you started to be vulnerable and kind of, you know, change into becoming more of yourself, like did, what were some of the relationships that, cause we all know we've had relationships that have had to go and they tend to go in a huff or in a really not fun way. Did you have any of those moments where you're like, well, that didn't end well, but now I can clearly see that they weren't meant to be in my life. Yeah, it was, you know, I have a funny combination of my personality. I'm super, super driven and I want to get so much done and I'm so obsessed with success, but then I'm a massive party boy at heart. Like I <laughs> am a secret frat boy. I love to party. I love to have a good time. And back in the day, I used to do it all. You know, I would party till late at night then go into the salon at seven o'clock in the morning after being at the gym at 5 a.m. And I just oh did my it God. All. So for me, it was a lot of my kind of party friends. And I think that that's like just an eat. It's like, duh, of course that would happen. But for me, you know, living in LA, working in the hair world and the celebrities and all those kind of parties and stuff, once I realized that that stuff wasn't fulfilling me anymore um, and that kind of went away, it like opened me up again for like really for better friendships, better relationships. I still have fun. I still party when I go on vacation. I, I have fun and whatnot, but that just doesn't serve me anymore. Those friends who are just there when you're going to yes. a party or you're going to like a new cool restaurant. Like, I just don't have interest in that anymore. You know, I want to get deep. I want to have someone's back. I, I want someone to have my back. Um, so that those relationships changed. Yeah, that was that was definitely my first to go to. And they I remember when I first started getting into like personal development world just because my life really needed it. We were plummeting and nosediving real quick. I remember some of the comments were just like, oh my God, you're so boring or you're so not fun yeah. or you can't come out again or you think you're better than us. And I was like, oh my God. Like well, it was that's, that's a huge thing for me. I think that like if people in your life are saying things like you've changed or something about you's changed, it's like that's the biggest compliment. I constantly want to change. I constantly yeah. want to evolve. You know, like I don't want people, I don't want to be the same person forever, you know? And I also want people who are like, congratulations, you moved to the next step in life. Like you're changing, you're growing, mm -hmm. like whatever. And I think that that's another thing, you know, like I don't want friends around who are like, Justin, what's wrong with you? Well, I'm growing up, you know, like <laughs> life is changing. My priorities are changing. And like, I hope that you can go with me or you can uh, cheer me on from the sidelines for it. but. Um, I think there's nothing wrong with people in your life saying, you know, you've changed. I hope we all mm -hmm. do. Yeah, I love that. I, I actually want my friends to change because I don't want to get bored of them. <laughs> 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 like, please, what, what else are we doing? What can we, like, what's exciting? What, what can I support you with? So, okay, what is, what feels like challenging for you right now? Or what doesn't feel fun? Do you have anything? Or have you felt like you're kind of clear in all that out? I feel pretty clear with it, but like, a challenge for me is this whole time in lockdown has been a challenge for me. You know, it's like I wake up with so much energy and so much excitement. I get so many things done. You know, there's everything to do now through Zoom calls, phone calls, like whatever. I can still run my business, but it's like come five o'clock and the rest of the world is kind of slowing down a bit. And you know, and I can't mm -hmm. go meet someone for a drink or meet someone for dinner. I'm having a hard time with just a lot of slow time. Like this has, it is hard for me, you know? Um, yeah. I'm still learning that, you know, we're what, five months into all of this COVID madness. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm just starting to learn that like, it's okay to really slow down and not have anything on my plate. Yeah. I, it sounds like from your background, see, I'm, I'm like, I was the introverted who, uh, introvert who was like extroverting so hard. So I'm kind of like 
still just obsessing over this time, loving it. Um, but talking to my friends who are more extroverted and just like really love and are so used to being around people all the time, I know that they are still really struggling. So I feel either I wish I had advice, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> so I want to know what is like, I, I want to know where your uh, pivot into products with your hair came from, because I think this is something really important to talk about. You have done a beautiful job of, first of all, starting as a stylist or a colorist Color. and then creating all of these different things that you were interested off of that down to your, um, your color line, or I'll have you talk about DP Hue. And then even uh, to your podcast that you just started, and it sounds like you're doing real estate. Like I think it's so important to not have all of your eggs in one basket. Hence, um, COVID, because these things can happen all the time. You know, whether it's COVID or something else, there's constantly changes, right? Um, so I want to know what your best advice to somebody is who maybe is kind of thinking that they're just one thing. That's a great point. When I first went into doing hair, I remember, I mean, let me give you a little bit of the backstory. I dropped out of college and I told my parents that I wanted to go to beauty school and I wanted to do hair. And that was a shocker. I mean, that was essentially me coming out of the closet. So it was just okay. like, like, hey, what's going on? He wants to go to hair school. He's dropping out of college because I'd never talked about it before. Okay. When I told my parents that I wanted to go to beauty school, I remember my mom saying, that's not a real career. That's a hobby. You know, you should finish college. And I just remember when someone challenges me, I'm a Scorpio and I'm such a true Scorpio. If you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it the best that I can. But I remember when she said that to me, I was like, okay, she's a little bit fearful of me dropping out of college. Every parent would be, but I'm going to prove her wrong. And I kind of always had the goal of going and doing hair and turning it into some sort of business. I've always wanted to have mm. this product line. I always wanted to sell products and I wanted the doing the hair part to be like the creative fun part. I still to this day love doing hair color. And no matter what happens with my business, I'll always do it. Um, but I always kind of had that plan. So in the back of my head, I was always moving towards having my own product line. And I remember when I was doing hair, when I first started off, um, at one point, I hurt my back and I, like, I couldn't really work the long hours that I was. And when you're not behind the chair as a salon person, you're not making money, right? So all of a sudden, my income was cut in half because I was doing half of the people that I normally was. Mm -hmm. And that freaked me out because I was like, wait a second, what if something major in my life happened and I couldn't go into the salon or... What if something like COVID happened? I mean, I didn't think that far. Yeah. But it's like, what if exactly this happened? I needed some sort of backup plan. So DP Hue, my hair care line became even more of a priority. And I put so much into it and I put all the time in because I wanted to have that backup plan. And now this has turned into my full-time career. You know, uh, mm. DP Hue is really where I make my money. I no longer work in the salons. I just do my big, big celebrity clients. But it was, it's DP Hue that saved me. You know, the situation mm. that we're in right now I look at all of my peers who haven't been in the salon in four months and that's making no money in four months. And I'm going to be honest with you, this has been the greatest growth period for my brand. We've crushed it during this time because so many of my products take care of your hair color needs mm. at home. So it's totally helps the people who can't be in the salon all the time. So I feel very, very fortunate, but I always kind of had that plan. I just did. And that's also why I did real estate. You know, I remember my parents also said, you know, I started doing hair so young because I dropped out of college and they were like, you know, Justin, you're going to start making a lot of money really, really quick. And I did because I'm such a hustler. You know, I was mm -hmm. 21 years old and I was one of the busiest uh, 
a hair colorist in the salon that I worked at the time. I was already doing celebrities and whatnot. And I was making a lot of money for being 21 years old. And I remember my parents said to me, like, Justin, start buying real estate now Mm. and save your money. And I did. I listened to them. I bought my first expensive place in West Hollywood, California at 21 years old. And I kept that for, you know, 15 years, Mm. made a lot of money. But that was the first place that I bought. But I've always looked at it as a business, you know, like I, it it never was just doing hair, like just the creative part of it. Mm. Yeah. I, I I feel like it's whoever's listening to this who's like, yeah, but it's too late now. I absolutely do. I think it's the, another, we're living in another prime time of being able to really sit and get creative and pivot looking at what are the future needs if this number one continues and things are totally different now. You know, what things aren't online, what could go online, what else is out there that could be created. And even if it's, you know, stylists listening to this who are like, you know, there's so many products out there. Yeah, I I I feel you completely, but at the same time, there's so, I'm doing the same thing. There's so much alcohol out there, but I'm doing it again because I'm gonna do it in my way and I'm gonna do it different. So I think there's always room and why not try, right? Like, what do you say to those people who might have people in their life who aren't supporting them or they think something's too saturated or it's too late or whatever that looks like? You know, if you put your everything into it and like you put your heart into it and you really, really believe in it, like you can make it work. And I just, I did know, you know, one of our biggest sellers right now is our at-home root touch-up kit. So it's a root touch-up kit where you can color your own gray hairs. And I just always knew that like, I knew these clients who needed that. You know, they'd come into the salon, they'd get their hair colored with me, I'd cover the roots. But then two weeks later, they'd have a little bit of growth happen in their hair. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to come back into the salon and spend the money. But it's like they want that option to take care of it at home. So that was a product that was like really, really important to me to create exactly that. And I remember a lot of my um, people that I work with in the salon, they're like, Justin, that'll never sell. People aren't going to color their own hair at home. And now look what happened. The salon's mm-hmm. been closed for five for five months and we have sold an insane amount of those roots. I mean, numbers that I never thought could have happened, you know, but I had something inside of me that was like, there's going to be a point where like people can't get into the salon. And I don't think that moving forward, even when everything opens back up kind of normal, I think that people have learned how to do a lot of things at home now that they're not going to go spend money on, you know, like I've learned my sister, sister, yeah, my sister lives with me right now. Like during uh, quarantine, she taught herself how to do her own acrylic nails. And it's like, You know, it's like, but there's just these things like, I think that the world is just changing and we've got to think ahead and we can't think that the world's never going to change. You know, I, I think that people will always go back to a salon to check in with a professional, but we are going to do a lot of things at home on our own. So if you think, if you believe in something, you think that it could, there's a need for it, go for it, try it. You know, if you really, really believe in it, it'll end up happening. I totally agree. And I want to just, what, what's the link t- for everybody to get that root touch up? Cause I'm going to be like your next client. Cause I literally, I so I've all- been like dying it, but I'm like, I don't need to die it. I just need it for like zoom calls. Like, Yeah. So, um, we're on dphue.com, which is my website. And then Sephora Ulta beauty. We're in all Ulta beauty stores. Uh, Nordstrom's carries us now derm store. Amazon, we just we've taken oh, off everywhere. on Amazon. Yeah, so we're kind of, we're we're pretty much everywhere. But um, I have the root touch up kit. I have the root touch up sprays. We're coming out with root touch up um, pencils, so it's kind of like an eyeliner pencil you can try and uh, draw it away. But all of my products take care of like your color needs in between mm. going back to the salon. So I, I again, I work with everybody in the salon. I don't want my my peers to think I'm trying to take people out of the salon, but people are going to have these needs moving forward. Right. 
they always have. I'm just giving them better options under one brand, you know? So we kind of cover everything, how to take care of your hair color needs and just hair care in general um, before you go back to the salon. At the beginning of COVID, you know, when everything closed down, I was actually in the Bahamas with my best friend, Kristen Cavallari. We went down to the Bahamas. We were on this little private island staying at this place where there was no one around and lockdown started happening. And to be honest, we thought we're like, okay, maybe this is going to be like two weeks. Should we just stay here for two weeks mm-hmm. and like, we'll just let this all go away? We ended up being in the Bahamas for like a month because it just started getting weird. We couldn't get yeah. back. We couldn't get back to the States. So it kept getting prolonged. But while we were there and all the salons were closed down, I immediately called my DPHU team and I'm like, okay, you guys look, like I want to take care of the hair community because this is really scary for them. So we had already had a DPHU app where hairdressers could sell my products to their clients and make a small commission. And the app was doing well. It wasn't a big part of our business. We just kind of had it because. But I called them and I'm like, I want to give hairdressers a fat commission. I want to give them 50% of whatever they sell. So that while they can't be in the salon, they can sell our products to their clients to take care of their hair while they can't work and make this money. It took off. It went crazy. And for me, that was the greatest feeling to be... I mean, in the first mm-hmm. month, I gave back a million dollars to hairdressers. And that's... Um, I mean, that's going straight into their pockets. So I was having people write to me on social media saying, Justin, you've paid my mortgage. You've paid my car payment. You paid for all of our groceries. You know, mm-hmm. These people who their income was completely gone. You know, but through our app, we did that. And um, that was something that I was passionate about. And my team was saying at the beginning, you know, Justin, we don't really need to do that though. We already give them a pretty good commission. And I was like, no, we really, we have to do this. And um, again, that's the thing. I, I just felt it. I, I want to do it. I wanted to give back to people. And that ended up spreading. And then the, brands, the brand grows even more. You know, we, we have these people who are now fans of the brand because their hairstylist sold it to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just when you think of something, you believe in it, like make it happen. Don't let people tell you no if you really know that it's going to end up being good. Mm-hmm. And I am good at that. I'm good at seeing like what needs to be out there, uh, putting it out there and it does mm-hmm. well. Oh my God, that literally made me cry because I think people forget that you know, they can think that they're pulled by this carrot of their dream, but they forget that when they show up in their dream, they literally are showing up like for other people and potentially completely changing people's lives like you did. Like, like whether they made, you know, a small amount of money or a large amount of money, something that probably completely shifted for them was this idea that there's something else and there's hope. So you literally planted that seed of opening that up for all of those people, which is so huge. And I think we don't think about all of that when we step into our dream. We can tend to think about like, oh, is this selfish? Oh, this feels hard. I don't have the support. And it's like, you got to just keep going because it is so much bigger than you can possibly fathom. Like the people you've just affected, I'm sure that wasn't what you were thinking when you first started that line. No, no, it wasn't. And um, thank you for saying that. And it is, it's something that I'll forever be proud of, you know, because at the time I saw so many people on lines saying things like donate here for hairdressers or whatever. And I was like, should I be plugging all that kind of stuff? But I'm like, I don't know where that money's going. I don't know who's actually getting it. So Mm -hmm. for me to be able to provide a direct way for hairdressers to actually make money and see money going into their account, you know, Mm -hmm. and again, that wasn't the biggest part of our business, but to these people, it became their business. You know, they, they were making money off of it. And I get off on stuff like that. I, mm-hmm. That is my personality. I like to see people around me succeed. I like to see people feel safe and feel like um, they're being taken care of. So for me, that was the coolest part of my whole life. You know, like oh that. My God. 
I so get that. Um, you know, I, the beginning of my career, I actually did network marketing and I wasn't excited about it until I realized, like, I was excited of the fact that I could get out of debt that we had like lost everything in the first recession or in 2007, 2008. But when I realized that I could help people who signed up under me make money, I just was like, wait a minute. And then watching them make money, that was it for me. Like it was just the way that I was like lit on fire. Like it sounds like how you were just like, hold on a minute. This is so exciting. Um, so for anybody listening, I think that there's such an opportunity with whatever your dream is to go one step further and just think about like the big picture of how could this even potentially make money for someone later on? Could someone affiliate for it? Could we build that into the program? Could we put a give back to it? Like, what does this look like? And I swear you will run harder for that dream when you involve other people, right? There's a a beautiful quote. It's like, your dream isn't big enough if it only involves you. And it's just like, that's, it's, it's what will get you going and keep you going. So I love that. Okay. I got to rewind a bit to where (laughs) you had mentioned, um, that you grew up, uh, Mormon because that's a more now in, in, from my perspective, because I was actually raised Jehovah's witness it's, it's, we're kind of like, people kind of categorize these two religions together. I hear that a lot. So, oh, yeah. um, a bit like, of uh, I would say more restrictive than like what most people grew up with in the U S. So I was raised that. So I kind of just, right. When you said that, I'm like, oh my God, I would love to hear about how that has impacted you now. Like what, what are some of the great things that's happened? What are some of, you know, what made you, I'm, I'm guessing you're not still in it, but I'm not sure. So tell me about that a little bit, if you're open to sharing that. No. So I come from a really big Mormon family on both sides of the family. So my dad was raised Mormon and my mom was raised Mormon, mm-hmm. uh, but they were both kind of like, uh, you call it the Jack Mormons. Like they, my, both my parents were kind of like the wild cards in each of their family. Got it. And okay. they found each other, got married, had us four kids. We were raised Mormon. We go to church all the time. I have a massive family, like lots of cousins on both sides. Everyone went to church, but we were kind of like the rowdy Mormon family, you know? And I kind of always knew like my parents drank coffee. You're not supposed to drink coffee. My parents were drinkers. You aren't supposed to drink. So I remember like people would come to our house and like things would be hidden. Like we put the coffee maker away. And I remember at a young age, I really did think about this stuff. I was like, gosh, that's so not authentic to like live that Mm. way. And it just, it made me question a lot. And I remember being young. And in Sunday school, they would talk about certain things and they'd talk about how every religion thinks that their way is the right way, right? Right. And I try not to go too deep into religion, but at a young age, I was like, this isn't right, you know? Because it's like our neighbors down the street who are Jewish and we love them, like they're going to some sort of heaven too. Just not because they're like more like... So it just didn't vibe with me as a kid. As a kid in Sunday school, I would ask too many questions. I'd get kicked out of Sunday school. I remember the head of the Mormon church It's called a bishop. And the bishop would always talk to me like, hey, Justin, you know, I know you have a lot of questions, but like, you can't be questioning those things in front of all of your peers, you know? And it was just Mm kind of like, I don't like when people tell you not to question things in life or to not like want to learn a bit more. So I was kind of turned off at a young age from that. But with that said, I am so appreciative Mm -hmm. of my Mormon upbringing because the Mormon religion is all about family. The nicest people in the world. Mormons are fabulous. They're so kind. They're sweet. They're all about family. And I really do think that that's where all of my like core family values come from. You put other people before yourself. So I did learn a lot from that. And um, I'm really, really grateful for it. But no, I I don't practice the religion at all anymore. And all my cousins still are, and I respect them for it. But um, 
I don't know. I just ask too many questions now in life. You know, I just, I feel like I'm a spiritual person and I believe in some sort of higher power. But at the end of the day, we've got to be honest. None of us have the answer, you know? And I just think Mm -hmm. it's weird when like these people are dead set on one thing, like, no, this is the way that it's supposed to be. And I'm like, oh, but you know that like five other religions think that their way is the exact same way to be. Um, So religion in general, that kind of really like strict religion, it just freaks me out a little bit. You know, I can appreciate it and I'll respect it, you know, but it's just not for me. I think that you Again, that's that's also not evolving. You know, when you think about where all of those rules come from, they're from so long ago. I, mean, I don't want to go too deep on yeah, that, but it just doesn't work for me in my life anymore. You know, I want to I want to keep evolving. You know, yeah, and then on I top of that, that, I'm a I'm a gay man. I'm a I'm a proud out gay man, and uh, the Mormon religion has its own take on. It, even though they say that they're open to the idea of it. Um, it would just be silly for me to be like, oh, I'm a gay Mormon. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a real thing. (laughs) Yeah, same thing. Like my family's still in it. And I fully, uh, you know, I think for some people, I think it really works. Like I just think they they desire those like super clear either boundaries or black and white or whatever that is. Um, But as as a young kid, I just remember like questioning everything like that. And I think it's impacted me in for the majority really positive ways because it's made me be so insanely like accepting of yeah. of so many beliefs and also understanding how certain people can have like sometimes when i have a differing of opinion you know with people where i'm like how can they think that i'm like i know how <laughs> because yeah. You know, I understand the power of when you're raised a certain way or your family fully believes something, or maybe you aren't going to be in that tribe or whatever that looks like, or, you know, it's, it's like being different. I think one of the biggest things, and, and this can just go into business and in life in general, that I really learned from growing up in, in a just quote unquote, kind of more restrictive religion than what most Americans were raised with was really understanding that not everybody has, you don't have to like people please or believe what other people believe. And you can still like, it's going to be hard to maybe leave or let people know that there's a differing of opinion, but it will all work itself out. Like it's okay to not be the same, you know, it's okay to not agree. And that was a huge, huge, like 15 year lesson for me. So (laughs) <laughs> but you said something that makes a lot of sense to me. You know, it's like everyone believes what they believe, right? And you mm-hmm. kind of have to respect them for that. And in the world that I'm in, you know, I got a lot of um, from clients. Okay, so a lot of celebrities are really loud about po- politics or whatever mm-hmm. is happening in the world. And now social media has been turned into this thing where it's all about a hashtag and you've got to really speak your mind or whatever. Well, I was raised, I was always told you don't talk about religion, you don't talk about politics, and you don't talk about money, you know? And I kind of do carry that stuff as an adult, you know, just because I have this following on social media, whatever a following is nowadays, but it's people who follow you and they look to you for um, entertainment or influence or whatever. Like, I don't want to abuse that. I think that it would be, I, I just don't believe in like pushing all my beliefs onto social media all the time. I'd rather just live my life super authentic and lead by example, or maybe people learn from it, but I don't need to throw it into people's faces. And, you know, I grew up with a lot of really amazing conservatives, Republicans. And I think that nowadays those things are very different, you know, like um, just whatever's going on in the world. But I just know that it's like, there's good and bad on both sides, you know? And I just, I don't feel like we all have to be that, that loud. 
So my point is that I had friends in LA who were like, Justin, why aren't you being louder about the election that's about to happen? Or why aren't you being louder about this or this, whatever controversial issues? And I was like, it's not my place on Instagram to do that kind of stuff. You know, I'd rather just live my life and let people kind of like, you know, um, learn it on their own or maybe, I don't know. I just don't, I, I don't know. It doesn't work for me to be loud like that. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. I think it's powerful for people to hear right now too. Um, and a lot of things that people aren't seeing is behind the scenes. So many people are doing really beautiful things for people. And sometimes you don't feel like you have to do that either. So I, I think that everybody needs to, one thing that I really found from this time is that when everybody was kind of like, use platforms, do this, do that. I, I didn't know up from down. Like I didn't know what my beliefs were on things. I didn't have enough time for it. And one thing that I have learned in my life and especially my business life, um, is like, take your time. Yeah. You say something, Yeah, figure it out and take your time. Cause that shit is going to change tomorrow. So, (laughs) and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we live in this world now where everything we want, everything to be so instant. Everyone's like, put out your message right now, put out your statement or whatever. And I'm not that kind of person. I mean, if anyone follows me on Instagram, I'm silly and I'm playful and I say whatever, but I'm very thoughtful with like my real feelings, you know, like I don't want to just jump onto a bandwagon that might change the next week. You know, like I like to listen and watch and I know who I am at the core. Like I want everyone to win. I really do genuinely like love and support and root people on everywhere. So it's like, I take that hashtag or that post about politics. I take it very seriously. And it's just, Mm -hmm. I want to think it through a bit more. Yeah. Think it through, do your research, like talk to people, talk to both sides. I think that's all, you know, really a huge part of decision-making and understanding people. And that's, you know, life is moving at the same time. So sometimes you actually, you're in your life. So you don't have time to go and figure things out when everything was kind of like up in the air, my husband's father had passed and I just had to like actually tap out for a few weeks. So when I came back, I was like, what just happened in the world? Um, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, just like taking, like taking that time, whatever it is going on in your life too, to give you that grace and that space. And that's kind of what I've heard from you is giving yourself that space to just like drop in and figure out what's different in my life now, what's important, what's the next like direction and step that I'm taking. And I think a lot of people aren't doing that. Like I think they might be now, but I don't think people stop the chaos to ask if it's still working for them. Like, is this still working for me? So, so amazing. I, um, I want to know about your, uh, in the chair podcast, you said that you're going to start that again. Tell me how that like started. So I, um, uh, dear media, uh, Lauren and Michael Bostick, I don't mm-hmm. know if you're familiar with them. Skinny yeah, I love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were on so my good. podcast. I was on theirs. Oh, they're the greatest people mm-hmm. ever. But they came to me and they're kind of like, you'd be great in the podcast world. And at the time I had so much on my plate and I was like, I can't really do this. I can't take on a podcast. And like, no, what would be really cool is if you just literally recorded your conversations in the chair with interesting people that you work on. And I was like, oh, that's a cool idea. So we just kind of ran with it. We just like threw a microphone on whoever I was working on. I had a microphone and we'd have these really honest, authentic kind of raw conversations. And that went on for a while. We, uh, we did like a whole season of it. But then um, I moved to Nashville and I did the reality show with my best friend, Kristen Cavallari. So we were going to take a break during the reality show. And then I was going to start the podcast back up after, but then we went into COVID. So it all kind of just like fell aside. But I loved the podcast world. It was so fun for me because I love those Mm -hmm. kind of conversations. I like to see where a conversation will just go with anyone. There was no structure to the podcast. 
So all this stuff in life has happened, but I just talked to Dear Media again and I am for sure going to get back into that space, but we're going to sh- uh, change it up a little bit and I'll announce it soon. It's a really cool idea. I'm, uh, mm. I'm excited to announce it, but I'll get back into it because I love the podcast world. It's so fun. Yeah. You know? yeah, I can tell you'd be like, or that you are great at it because you can just, that's what it is, right? It's just like letting the conversation evolve and not having attachment and like also being willing to ask you know, maybe questions that most people aren't willing to ask. So with that, I want to know, is there something that most people don't know about you? Oh my gosh, that most people don't know about me. This Uh, is a tough one when people are like so authentic. So we got to (laughs) dig. I think though, the thing is, you know, I, from afar, like, let's say you're scrolling through Instagram and you happen upon my page, Justin Anderson, mm-hmm. or you happen upon my hair color page where I show all my clients, Justin Anderson color. And it's all these like gorgeous A-list celebrities, you know, all these women that I work on. And then my personal page is myself with my uh, fiance now and my sister and all my friends. And you'd see this life from afar and you would probably make an assumption to what I'm like as a person. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think people know that like, I am very open. I want to get to know everyone. I'm a great listener. I'm very interested in in people. I'm uh, I'm I'm insecure about certain things. Uh, I don't know. I just think I'm a lot deeper than people think. And I think mm. that that was a great thing about the reality show. You know, a lot of people were like, "Oh, this guy works with Jennifer Aniston and Gwyneth Paltrow and Margot Robbie, but he's so cool and he's so open and he's wants to move to Nashville because LA is too crazy for him." And um, I want people to know more about me. There's a lot more. Uh, depth to me than just being like a celebrity colorist. (laughs) How queer is that? But it's the reality. I get so nervous about people's um, impressions of people online because you never know what someone's going to be like. And I know that firsthand because I work with the most amazing people in my career. I'm so lucky. And I'm always blown away by how amazing these women are in person. When you get to really know someone, having a conversation with them, and it could be vice versa. I mean, maybe it's you thought you'd love someone and it's terrible, you know, but uh, (laughs) that's why I think it's important to talk and put your feelings out there and be vulnerable, you know, and I'd feel like such a schmuck if I sat somewhere and I was just like, oh yeah, like I'm this A-list celebrity colorist and this is my world. It's like, no, I, I have problems too. I have insecurities, you know, like I've had, I've run into all these problems. I don't know, just conversation. Mm, Okay. Long-winded answer. I'll I'll tell you my um, first authentic, honest impression of getting on here with you. You'll like it. Don't get nervous. Uh, <laughs> um, right away, because uh, I've done you know 575 interviews at this point. Oh. So <laughs> I've had a lot of experience with this. Right away, I got super excited because I could tell that you were super willing to like drop in with me. And you made me feel like you were interested in me immediately. And that doesn't happen all the time. So thank you for that. Yeah. And that's got to be how you come off with everybody. I was like, oh, he's making me feel like I've known him forever and that I'm just as important as anybody that he knows. So oh, I love, that means a lot to me. I love that. I love so that. sometimes we don't always get to hear that, and I don't think that we should wait till our funeral for that one. So <laughs> that's good. So with that said, what is I want to know? Like, what is your favorite thing to talk about right now? And this is going to be our last question. Like, what is just like on your heart? What do you want to share with people? Um, what do you want people to know? I just love like feelings. I feel like we're at this place <laughs> in the world where everything is slowed down all of what we thought was super important in our life 
has been stripped away. You know, like the fancy restaurants, the fancy parties, you know, shopping, wearing the fancy outfits, that's all been stripped away, right? And Mm -hmm. I feel like if you can't kind of roll with that and sink into this new part of life, you're really missing out on how special this moment is. So I talk to friends who are living in LA and I talk to them, I'm like, how are you doing during this whole like quarantine thing? Like, oh my God, I just can't wait till everything's normal again. And I'm like, do you really want it to be normal again? Because I don't want to go back to what Mm. used to be normal. You know, like I'm learning so much right now. And so I'm just in this place in life in general where like, I want to get deep. I want us all to get in touch with like, what are things that we felt like we were missing before all of this happened? You know, like, what do we want to work on when we get out of this, if we get out of this completely, you know, and like, what's important in life. And I think that like, I'm again, gravitating towards the people who are really open to this new way of life, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm finding that like, I don't want to talk to my old friends who are like, oh my God, can you believe Coachella was canceled this year? And like, I can't wait for like, do you think the Oscars are going to be canceled? Like, what about all the Oscar parties? And I'm like, good Lord, you're thinking about that stuff right now? Like, that is the last thing I'm thinking about, you know? It's like, yeah. I want to be deep. I want us to start fresh. Like, if there is mm-hmm. some higher meaning to what's happening on the planet right now. I really believe it's like, we need a fresh start. We all need to come out of this and just hug each other and be like, wasn't that amazing that we got that moment? I want to look back on 2020 and be like, that was like our changing year. That was the Mm -hmm. pivotal year. Like we learned so much. Mm -hmm. And I think it'll kind of be half and half. I think some people will go back to exactly what they were like before that even if they didn't like it. And I think a lot of us are going to come out like warriors, like strong and Mm -hmm. excited and we're going to change the world. And I want to be with that team. (laughs) Well, that was my voice clip. So thanks for that. That was amazing. (laughs) Um, So good. So true. Like you gave me goosebumps because I just think we are going to look back and and view this as, you know, there there were so many gifts. um, Yeah. I know it's bringing so many gifts to me. So I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so grateful for you. You need to keep talking. Like you, you're so good with getting your message across. Like I'm so excited for all the things that you have coming and thank you. Yeah. Just beyond grateful. You're so sweet. I can't wait to meet you. I'm going to hit you up when I come to LA when all this is done and we'll hang out and then I'll have you on the podcast. But we're going to be friends. This is the beginning of something fun. I mean, you're so my kind of girl. I even like followed your husband. I'm like, he's probably, oh thinks, I'm like, <laughs> he probably thinks I'm like creepy, but I'm like, they're so my kind of people. I'm like, this is going to be a friendship now. Oh, I love that. No, he, he knows I follow you. So, um, <laughs> Uh, with that said, I want to know where we can find you, follow you. Let's say it again for everybody. Get your hairline, all that stuff so that they can go right now. And I'll also put it in the show notes, but let's go. So on Instagram, I'm Justin Anderson. And then my hair color page where you can see all of my work is Justin Anderson Color. And then my hair care line is D-P-H-U-E. So it's D-P-H-U. And then you can find that Ulta, Sephora, or dphu.com, wherever. Amazing. Well, I'm going to be getting the gray touch up because I swear like every week I'm like, please, Lord, help me. Like, I just, I can't do this. Um, And with that said, you guys know that if you loved this episode as much as I did, the like ultimate gift that you can give to our guest because of the value that he just gave to all of us is to tag him. So tag at Justin Anderson, right? Justin at Justin Anderson, and then tag myself and let us know what your biggest takeaway was from this. There is nothing better than being able to actually know how he impacted you. So you guys make sure you tag him, tag myself, and then your biggest takeaway so we can hear what you learned from this episode. Until next time, earn your happy. Bye everyone. 
Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought and honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday, I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back and I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. 
they capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently, and most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers use this and now their smart ai platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com that's k-a-j-a-b-i.com